0: People get infuriated when they see Governor Holcomb taking another trip overseas. For all the issues I have with Governor Holcomb and his radical unwillingness to come on this show, his team, which clearly doesn't care how they insult us with how they respond to the requests, why shouldn't he go overseas and try and bring business back to Indiana? I I don't see the issue. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. That's where you find him. uh, Writing about how Holcomb is taking another one of these trips. Uh, This trip is going to, he's going to Portugal and France. Now, admittedly, he's going to Portugal and France in June. Um, he, He picked a nice time to go. But the idea that the travel is somehow improper blows my mind. If part of the goal is to attract business, attract opportunity, you got to go to where the opportunity may very well be. Right now, what we have is a tremendous opportunity to pull more and more manufacturing out of China. That's a real, real opportunity. And these companies are looking to get out of china because they know china can't be trusted okay. not only does china steal there's a workforce problem taking place in china a real and legitimate problem and the way to capitalize on this is to say hey come to indiana we got a workforce here that's ready to go. Gary Dick joins us right now, and th- this trip to to France and to Portugal that that Governor Holcomb is taking. As, as I was saying, I got a lot of issues with the man, but it's not it's not these trips. Uh, what is the expectation in this uh, European jaunt?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the latest uh, Tony uh, foreign trade trip for uh, Governor Holcomb. In fact, his fifteenth. 15th- uh, as Governor, he and uh, Indiana Secretary of Commerce uh, Brad Chambers making the trip. And, and basically, it is about a, a number of things. The most important thing, is these continuing to foster these relationships, Do uh, the deals get done on these trips uh, sometimes, yes, but typically no. It's over the course of time. And on this particular trip. Uh, there's a real focus on the so-called uh, advanced industries in manufacturing, uh, semiconductors, electric vehicle components, those types of things. Motorsports uh, is going to be another focus of the trip as well. So it's about connecting with these government, business and community leaders uh, in these countries, in this case, uh, France and Portugal, and uh, you know, trying to get ultimately to deals that can mean investment and jobs here. So when
0: he he goes and goes a-looking, are we talking about manufacturing? Are we talking about, you know, you talk about the automotive. Is this about development? What is the desire, right? If there's a wish list... From, from the governor and from Brad Chambers, who's the secretary of commerce, who I'm, I'm a fan of. And, and I, I, you know, not to get you in trouble, Gary Dick, although it is fun from time to time. Uh, if Brad Chambers wanted to throw himself into this governor's race, I think there'd be a real appetite for him. I, I, I believe that to be true. Uh, what is the desire? Manufacturing? Technology investment? Is it a mix? Rank it.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right, and you hit really the sweet spot there. When we talk advanced manufacturing, and we talk manufacturing is not necessarily, you know, that that, that traditional manufacturing. If you look at automotive, you look at the billions of dollars being invested by companies like Stellantis and Kokomo, uh, a couple of billion dollar uh, investment for uh, EV uh, components. Other companies doing the same. So that's one piece. Semiconductors. We saw the CHIPS Act and see what that is doing to spark – the the goal, anyway, is to spark investment in manufacturing and semiconductors here in the United States. Indiana believes it can become a hub for this kind of uh, activity. We've already seen a number of big announcements. The other one is energy, which – doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention here in Indiana, but is increasingly becoming or coming into focus. You look at uh, the big Mammoth solar uh, 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 solar farm in Northwest Indiana, Darrell Renewables. That is a uh, the largest solar. Uh, array in the United States. So it's a big investment there. Hydrogen Cummins is is investing heavily in hydrogen. VP in Northwest Indiana looks to invest, I think, $4 billion to convert a big operation up there in Northwest Indiana. So that that Uh, That energy component is going to be another one. And then I'll just throw this in. The overarching, I I think, goal here is for these kinds of jobs, these uh, forward-looking jobs, if you will, that pay more uh, to get the average wage up in Indiana. That's continued to be an issue for a long time here uh, in the state, that that per capita income, what Indiana workers are putting into their pockets. So these jobs typically pay above uh, average, and that's what they're after.
0: Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Let me temper this a, a little bit. You have Catalant, which is a drug yep. manufacturer. Um, they're New Jersey-based. They have just engaged a round of layoffs, affecting 150 jobs in Bloomington. In Muncie, you've got Pepsi closing the plant there because of distribution changes. These, these are maybe not as high-profile. But they have real effect, and these are just two of a couple of stories that have been building about business leaving the state or closing down. Is this about uh supply chain? Is this about uh, the economic feel in general? Is there something indiana based that's causing this uh to, to happen? What's going on?
1: Yeah, I think you can look at these uh announcements in particular Catalan as uh as company specific you know Catalan made a huge investment. Uh, in uh, in Bloomington, or has made big investment in Bloomington. They bought the uh, former Cook biotech operation there. Uh, announced big plans for expansion. This latest uh, layoff uh, round that you're talking about, 150 jobs, that comes on top of news that they were going to cut about 400 jobs uh, a number of months ago that they announced. Uh, they got a lot of attention as they were uh, helping to supply some of the COVID-19 uh, vaccines needed to ramp up uh, to do that. But I think there are some issues uh, the company feels in terms of redundancies and those types of things, uh, specifically in Bloomington. So I look at it as more of a, a company specific kind of thing, but no doubt big impact in particular in Bloomington. And again, these jobs typically are, are good paying jobs uh, that uh, obviously Indiana doesn't want to lose.
0: Of course, we get into some development opportunities as well, uh, Gary Dick, talking to Gary Dick, from Inside Indiana Business. And and you take a look at what happened with Eleven Park. I, I couldn't get to the groundbreaking that took place, which is going to be the Diamond Chain building. This is going to change that area of downtown completely. And then there's the whole conversation Of whether or not the city is going to build this insignia hotel and, and should they in Indianapolis? And now we get word that, that IUPUI or IU Indianapolis is got $89.5 million to build a 5,000 seat uh, uh, arena. It's fascinating to see the, the issues of Indianapolis and then the growth of Indianapolis. Who's right?
1: Yeah, you know, and this, these are interesting times, to be sure. Uh, Indianapolis and downtown, a lot of focus uh, on some of the challenges that, that, that exist there. But if you look at a number of projects, and you, you just mentioned a few of them, that are either underway or uh, in, in the works, uh, it's billions of dollars worth of investment. You look at Alanco right across the White River from that Indy uh, 11 Uh, Development. That uh, whole process is uh, beginning to unfold uh, along the banks of the White River. You see what's happening not only inside but uh, around Gainbridge Fieldhouse on the near east side of uh, of downtown big question mark what will happen when you look at uh at circle center uh, obviously which is the biggest one of the biggest questions about downtown what is the future of that of that uh, once iconic structure so a lot going on i think these next couple of years are going to be extremely interesting in terms of the future of downtown indianapolis where where things go uh, uh in terms of investment and jobs and those uh you know those kinds of things
0: Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter, at IIB. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the DriveHuebler.com hotline.